0: I'm Cameron Whalen from Bruno Mars and the Hooligans And I'm hanging with Ina Esco And the Verbally Effective Podcast Yo 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 what's up It's your boy Howard Q Hanging out with Double E Ina Esco On the Verbally Effective Podcast Player. Verbally Effective Your Double E Ina Esco Hanging out with you on the Verbally Effective Podcast Thank you guys so
1: So much for listening today on episode 68. I got with me Corey Hollywood Coleman. Now, I've been following Corey for quite a while on social media, and can you believe today is the first day that we're actually meeting in person? So, before we get started, let me give you a little history on Corey Hollywood Coleman. Well, he has quickly become one of Memphis' most recognized chefs, a native of Orange Mound. In just a short time, he has provided meals for some of the city's most notable individuals. When Corey isn't in the kitchen, he pours his talents into the community in his role as manager of community development. He was recently recognized by the state of Tennessee minority leader for his unwavering commitment and efforts to develop local communities. Having a family with strong culinary roots, Corey discovered his passion for food early on. In 2018, Corey launched his catering business, the Kitchen Guru Catering Company, LLC. With his team of chefs and event producers, Corey creates captivating unique dining experiences now he currently resides in Midtown where you will probably catch him checking out the local food scene walking his dog or hanging with friends and family around the city and he's a bouncer at Paula and Rayford's Disco what's up Corey Hollywood what's
0: double E how's it going tonight
1: it's going good it good, is going good, good, good. finally nice to meet you in person same to you it's a pleasure and thank you for my wonderful strawberries and hey. my wonderful pasta what kind of pasta pasta primavera pasta primavera it is so good i mean it's good to have chef friends oh yes those are the
0: best ones to have (laughs) i know right
1: because you always cooking on social media baby every day i'm like oh he got the sauce working look at this steak look at them shrimp every day like everything i I want
0: i eat well that's yes you do even before catering i was feeding myself well
1: and how old were you when you started cooking
0: I started cooking kind of late. Um, I, I I grew up, my grandmother cooked a fresh meal every single day, so mm-hmm. I never had to cook. But I watched her in the kitchen. I would help her here and there. But as far as really cooking my own meals, it wasn't until later in life.
1: Really? Yeah. It looked like you've been cooking, like, forever.
0: It's a gift. I tell people I have no formal training. I have, uh, I don't follow recipes. I, was I just going to ask you that. Um, I really learned how to mix spices, what works well together. I like what I like, um, just traveling, going to different restaurants. I ask for the chef and, and, and talk to he or she about what's in something, and I figure it out and try to recreate it myself. So it, it kind of comes natural.
1: Uh, I'm talking about like five-course meal joints. Oh, yes. You know? <laughs> okay, Corey, let's start at the beginning. Um, I know that you're from Orange Mound, correct?
0: Orange Mound, Tennessee. That's where so I'm from.
1: How was it growing up in Orange Mound?
0: Orange Mound, I mean, it was, I would like to say it's like growing up anywhere else, but that's mm-hmm. what only was what I know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I went to uh, Dunbar Elementary. Um, I uh, left there and went to Sherwood Middle School, graduated sure. from Melrose High School. So all Melrose. of my education came from uh, Orange Mound. Um, went to New Hope Missionary Baptist Church growing up. This okay. was my family's church uh, right there on Enterprise. Shout out. Um, my father owned... Uh, a grocery business in Orange Mound, and then really? he he then moved into car sales and uh, grew that business until he retired. So, I mean, that's where my foundation is. My grandparents' house, home was there. Uh, my mother's home was in Orange Mound. So, I mean, that's home sweet home.
1: You from Orange Mound for real? Oh, for real. Wow, your dad owned a grocery store? Mm-hmm. What was the name of the grocery store?
0: Save-A-Stop. It's a corner store right mm-hmm. uh, across from uh, Melrose corner the store right by, still, the yeah, right by the school right by the school still called safe stop and there's a c on the window there's a house right next door to it uh-huh. and it's got a c on the window he used to live there for a while Wow, it's is still it there.
1: still that's, there it's still like there is that right,
0: right. still there yeah. it's still a store still a store wow it's leased out i
1: will own it one day oh i know you will <laughs> <laughs> that it's is Lord's awesome <laughs> now like growing up in orange mound yes. um what were you involved in at melrose what was you into corey
0: you know i I was not active at Melrose. I got a no. pass. You know, all of my friends were active. I mean, I, all of my, some of my, one of my best friends on the football team, my other best friend was Mr. Melrose. I dated the salutatorian. Wow. Uh, you know, I had connections with all of the teachers and the administration. But as far as me being active in any extracurricular activities, wow. any sports, nothing.
1: You was in them books.
0: I was in, in the hallways hanging out <laughs> with all my friends.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Look, you passed. I did you graduated. That. I did that. <laughs> wow. You know what? My dad actually taught in Melrose for a minute. Um, he's retired Army and... Um, and when he retired from the military, he's like, okay, I'm going to do some teaching, ROTC. Okay. Melrose was his first school, baby. Right. He was like, them kids, <laughs> bad the <laughs> He was like, what did I get myself into it? But you know what? He made a lot of connections with the students there. You know, he sure. complained a bit, but he was really about trying to make an impact in their life. So he, he really liked
0: it. it. It will make or break you I, I, for teachers. That's you what know, he I, said. I, I, I've seen some teachers. I move mean, had teachers to walk out, you know, and I have teachers now who remember me, like, you know, from school, and they say, "Boy, boy, 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 boy," <laughs> you know. I I almost didn't make it because of, because of you, you oh, or somebody was like you. What you doing, Corey? I don't know. I don't you were know. cutting up. I didn't cut up. I, I was really I was really a good student. I just kind of did my own thing.
1: Did your own thing, march to your own beat. I did. Wow. So what happened after Melrose? Graduation. After
0: Melrose, um, I went to uh, your alma mater for a brief stint. I hung you out at Lamont on for a while. What? I
1: yeah,
0: hung out there for a while and I went to work. I started working when I was 16. So I just, yeah. I'd already had work ethic built in me and I hit the ground running. So mm-hmm. uh, by time for college, you know, I was already working a full-time job and it got in a uh, leadership role as a supervisor, you know. wow. Um, so I was working in a retail space, mm-hmm. um, just ripping and running, doing that, you know, for long, I mean, I was, had keys to the building, so. <laughs>
1: so you were not playing around. You no, had to get to that money. Yeah, I had to get to the money. You yeah, got to the money, and so you was in my alma mater, Lemoine. On, how, oh, yeah. I mean, how long were you there at Lemoine? Oh, a few
0: semesters. Um I got there. I, I really loved it. I mean, but it was just conflict with my with my schedule. You know, working yeah. in, in retail. You know, those hours are all over the place, especially in a leadership role. So I would have to open the store some mornings at four o'clock in the morning. I may have to close yeah. it down at eleven o'clock. Holidays Whoa. come around, we're on holiday hours. So What
1: store was this, Corey? This was
0: at Lowe's Home Improvement. At
1: Lowe's. At Lowe's. Oh, wow. Hence those hours. Yeah. I
0: was like, wait a minute, <laughs> what store is this? i got at Lowe's for a few years.
1: Wow, so you must have been a re- very good employee to uh-huh. get promoted into leadership. I'd
0: say so. I started off in a department I knew nothing about. I, mean, I knew nothing about home improvement, and I left there five years later, and I feel like I could build a house. And right now I'm st- oh, wow. still a handyman, so anything. Thing that breaks around the house, I can fix, or I, I, I know someone who can.
1: You know what? I noticed that because you are DIY on your Snapchat. I you am. will fix some shit. And I'll be like, dang, Corey do everything. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> that, that, that good, good, good time I spent there. It taught me a lot. So
1: Wow. So I know that you have a background in human resources, Corey. Yes. Because, you know, like I said, I've been following you. I've seen you in action <laughs> at work on your HR game. What was that like? it was i mean quite a few different experiences i can uh think of right now uh with you kind of like maybe reviewing someone's uh folder Uh (laughs) as uh you're about to (laughs) fire them (laughs) you never you know you never release anybody's name or nothing like that. very professional but i mean how is it working in that capacity in human resource because you know, you guys are probably like the first person you see when, when they walk through the door and definitely the last person. Definitely the last, yeah. So how is that experience?
0: It is an experience of its own. I've been in some capacity of human resources for, I'd say, the last 15 years or so. Wow. Um, kind of started off in an entry-level position and just worked my way up through the ranks in HR um so started off just doing something as simple as you know uh scheduling appointments on calendars and setting appointments for managers for interviews and uh doing things of that nature and just again kind of work my way all the way up to to where I am today um but it's it's interesting I mean I'm dealing with all day other people's issues other people's problems whether it's a payroll issue uh, issue with a manager with a supervisor Um, you know and same problem I tell people all the time the same problems that people that make minimum wage have are the same problems that people are making six figure salaries have yeah and they're worse so they're um, worse they're they're, they're worse more (laughs) money more problems so uh, it's definitely an interesting career Wow. I, but I wouldn't change it for the world. I find myself, you know, that that that's uh, a place that I would, a space that I could see myself retiring in.
1: Really, mm-hmm. in HR. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now we were kind of talking a little bit earlier uh, before we started the pod because you know. Um, different states are legalizing marijuana now so yes. I know that you dealt with California yes. as one of your like uh, territories so we all know that California is a pretty much free state it is uh, marijuana is legal there like how does that work with HR and California being so free and pretty much doing anything they want to do like yeah
0: it's what we call an HR and HR nightmare
1: so, a nightmare uh, it's a
0: nightmare it's something that no one really wants to deal with i mean mm-hmm. you 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 spend more time dealing with a uh, a lawyer or on the phone with the EEOC than than it's worth uh you know if if you're in that state and you're familiar with the laws and you're familiar with uh you know that state's guidelines, then it, it makes it a lot easier. But if you're someone working remotely, like I was, and it's kind of tapping into that market, it's a whole different world compared to all the rest of the other states. It's pretty wide open. Like I said, you Why can get away. Why
1: is it like that? <gasps> Hollywood. How does that Hollywood? <laughs> Hollywood. <lifestyle>. <laughs> Hollywood. That's
0: the only way I can describe it.
1: Wow. So comparable to Memphis, they these folks are not getting away with what these folks in Cali. Oh, no, mm-hmm.
0: night and day. wow Tennessee is an will state. Um, you know, it is a, a bit easier, um, you know, with it, within reason to uh, terminate someone for a reasonable uh, for an issue that may come arise. Versus in California, it's mm-hmm. a bit of a more lengthy process to to get someone out of the door. And, mm-hmm. it, it, and at the end of the day, it's like, is it worth it? Because you spend so much time, like I said, talking to appeal courts and, and different yeah. officers and, and and different lawyers to. Mm-hmm. To only to end up paying that person anyway.
1: Wow! They like, please, Corey, come and find me. I want please. this good Cali unemployment. Right, it's
0: 20 dollars $20 an hour to be at home.
1: Hey, <laughs> in Memphis, what is like? uh What you get? You ain't nothing. getting that close
0: to it. maybe four hundred at max a week or something like
1: that. Wow! Yeah. Have you noticed a lot of laws changing when it comes to you know the things that you deal with? With, with human resource when it relates to Donald Trump. Have have uh, anything changed for you since yeah. he's been in office?
0: HR laws, they change daily. I mean, that's mm-hmm. something that, that moves around. You know, we have to keep a pulse on it because I, the same one thing that i tell you today could very well change tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so those laws change all the time. So, you know, we just have to keep a pulse on it. And mm-hmm. they've only increased, I would say, since he's been in office, some for good Mm-hmm. A, a lot less but uh some for most for the bad
1: wow like what about like us small business owners i heard like these taxes like he's he taxing the shit out of a small the business taxes
0: are going I, I i'm not looking forward to me with my look CPA. look <laughs> in, <laughs> the, in
1: the 2019 you're gonna yeah, be like dang i gotta to do it. what
0: right yeah so that's he he keeps me abreast on all those laws that are forever changing he's a like, Corey, here's something to look out for so here's something that may help here's something that's definitely going to hurt so oh wait. It, it's i'm i'm Curious and not curious to see what it's going to look at, like at the end of this year.
1: But check this out. Uh, It just came out this week that Donald Trump spent, uh, lost over a billion dollars over a decade. I saw. How you lose a billion dollars in a I, decade? I
0: couldn't let it happen to me. You Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I wish that I could just, crazy. if I could see, uh, sift through those uh, accounting records, just a few so I can see just where those, where that money was and going. And not I'm the curious. redacted documents. Yeah, I yeah, want right. to
1: see the real deal. real deal Holyfield.
0: You know, so let me see what's really <laughs> oh, going wow. on. So I, I'm curious to know how that would even happen.
1: I am too, because this man is hopefully on his way out, but I don't, I don't even know if I'm too sure about that.
0: I'm not so, so optimistic. Well,
1: no. <laughs> but like you mentioned, you have been in HR for about 15 or more years, and yep. now you started your own business, yes. Kitchen Guru Catering Company. Now, I've been seeing you make some beautiful meals on Thank social you. media, and I'm like, dang, and then, <laughs> bam, you started the business. Yeah. How was that, Corey? How did you take that leap?
0: Oh, it really happened by chance. Uh, this month is actually my my one year anniversary from my first gig.
1: Congratulations! Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's my
0: one year uh, from the very first uh, gig. Prior to that, I'd done. You know, I would always like it's nothing for me to do Taco Tuesday at the house mm-hmm. and invite thirty friends and just do all kinds of tacos: shrimp tacos, chicken mm-hmm. tacos, beef tacos, and enchiladas, and you name it. Or well, it's nothing for you know random Thursday night for me to invite a few people over for crab legs. I love grilled oh crab God. legs. So, Why you know, that, then, then, so all my friends, they're, they're used to it. So it's nothing for them to come over and have a, a really good meal and a really good drinks and just a really good time. So, um, I've, uh, after my very first event, um, like the opportunities just kept knocking. Um, you know, I went into that, not, didn't have a business plan. I didn't have a, a thought, didn't have an idea. Like, I love what I do in my career space. So, um, you know, I didn't really see catering as, as a business that I would even tap into. Mm-hmm. But I saw a market. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, they kept knocking. By uh, the end of last year, I ended up the year with uh, having 14 events from May until December. And I said, wait a minute. So I'm, on, know, to it, I'm on to something here. <laughs> so if, like, if I'm going to uh, either take this serious, I'm going to let it go and last year like none of my friends knew that i was catering you know because a lot of them this was lunch catering so i may take a day off and i you know go and cater for you know a group of 20 or so people so a yeah. lot of my friends i didn't post anything on social media you know outside of what you know my normal cooking that i would do at the house or nothing related to a business i barely had a name didn't have a license so you know right, having it, smiling, <laughs> it, moves on right. it was real quiet and so i didn't yes. make any noise about it and so it, it, you know i waited until I had all my ducks in a row. So I waited until I had that business license. I waited until I had my insurance. I waited until, um, you know, I built a social media platform and just had all of my ducks in a row before I made it public. And I mean, it was, it was, it it was scary because, you know, I'm one of those people like, I I do a little bit on social media. You might see me out and about, but like, I'm still (laughs) a relatively private guy. So Corey on the podcast it is not something that would happen uh january last year you know so you know cuz i'm I, what, what what no yeah, not me i got to step uh-uh. out now <laughs> Yeah, right Corey. now i'm being pulled out to the uh forefront so which is fine you know i'm comfortable being in the spotlight so you know it's just uh a blessing you know oh, wow. that's what i'll call it
1: how did you come up with the name
0: you know i i was put in a bind like you know the the first event was like Uh, hey, I need you to cater for 150 people, Mm. plated meal. Uh, Can you do it? I'm like, uh, a team of one in (laughs) four days? Yes, yes, I can. So um, I just, I I had to act quick. And my Mm -hmm. first order of business, you know, if I'm I'm going to be in business, I need a business card. Mm -hmm. So uh, my first order of business was to come up with a name. And I just sat down, took me about, 30 minutes or so. 30 I, minutes. And, I mean, it was really quick. It, it wasn't a lot of thought. I'd like to say it just came to me. Uh-huh. You know, it wasn't one that I just, I wrote down a list of names. I mean, it was, I was typing it in uh, to print out business cards so that they can be at my house in two days. Okay. Uh, so I developed the name just on, on a whim. Wow.
1: So do you think that you get a lot of your clients by word of mouth? Is that, is that the number one or?
0: Yeah. Yeah. All, all that happened for me last year was definitely word of mouth because again, I didn't, talk about it you know there was no social media presence there was no advertising there was no marketing there was no me saying hey I've got a company because I didn't have a company I had a a side hustle and I'm all about a hustle and that's what that's what I had so um, you know taking that to a business uh, you know is you know just because again the word of mouth just kept kept spreading so now it's starting to happen uh, from both Uh, word of mouth and from social media Mm -hmm. so social media is a huge platform
1: yes very powerful
0: very powerful for your business sure so i
1: mean that's how i was all of a sudden privy to the kitchen guru i'm like (laughs) (laughs) my boy did it yes look at him go yes i love it now you're balancing corporate hr life and your own catering business. How are you balancing the two?
0: It is, uh, you know, I believe in, you know, from an HR perspective, work-life balance. I've always pushed that, you know, telling people you, know, you need to have some downtime, down you know, yeah. pushing managers. Don't don't let your vacation stack up like this. You know, take your vacation. You need this time off. That's what this is for. It's a stress reliever. Hmm. Um, So now I'm at a point where, you know, I'm working hard, like, you know, morning, noon, and night. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of uh, working on fumes, I guess, um, to get things done. But, uh, you know, as a startup, that's kind of, I think, what it takes to, to do it. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, just for me, it's a, I you know, kind of assemble the teams to take some of the functions that, um, that I have. Um, so I've been able to offload some of the things that were previously on my plate when I first began uh, to kind of uh, give everybody a, some functions. Mm-hmm. To, so that, you know, again, I'm empowering others, employing people, uh, yeah. and it's all about. Building wealth well and, and sharing. Yeah,
1: that so, is wonderful, so. Corey. You're young, Emma. You are young and you got it going on <laughs>
0: in all <laughs> kind of
1: ways. Um, have you going back to your HR piece? Okay. Have you ever dealt with ageism, being that you know you're so young?
0: Yes, yes, yes. I would say so. I mean, early on in my career, you know, I, I managed uh, people that were in their fifties and sixties, so it was always like son, boy. That's uh, how they would talk? To oh him? yeah. Come here, boy. What? Come again. So, you know, oh, uh no. having to uh correct them, you know, how to speak to me as a leader, uh mm-hmm. was something I developed early on. You know, it's like, no ma'am, you will you you call me Corey. You will mm-hmm. address Miss Corey. I don't need you to call me Mr. Coleman. Mm-hmm. Uh you just call me Corey. There's and and that's how that's, how that's how that's how we'll that's how we will communicate with one another. I'll call you by your first or last name. What's your preference? But this is mine. So uh mm-hmm. just uh Establishing that early on uh, was very important to me, and, and I've taken that same energy into every position that I've walked into. So anytime I have dealt with similar situations, I've always just nipped it in the bud from the go. But it's it definitely has happened. Yeah, I
1: can only imagine. Yeah. <laughs> just thinking about, like, you know, different roles that I've had uh, working in corporate America and um it's like once you step into a new role of management or leadership, your counterparts are feeling some kind right, of way. Right, <laughs> right, right. You got to deal with it. <laughs> yep. Even with the Kitchen Guru Catering Company, um, have you faced any challenges so far? I know you've been in it for a year, but um, I, catering, you got some people you know mm-hmm. around the city that's catering, but you new on the scene. Sure. So so how has that been? I know, has it been pleasant? Any challenges?
0: It has been a pleasant experience. I mm-hmm. think that um, just with some of the connections that I have and some of the people that I know, and uh, it, they've really made it easy for me. Um, you know, it, they they know the quality of my food. They know uh, that I'm all about presentation, which everybody Yeshua. you know loves some some good looking food. And if it tastes good, then you know that just Fresh. adds uh, value to that. So um, I faced some challenges, but nothing that has made me look back. You know, I'm I'm only looking up for upward mobility is, you know, my, my mindset.
1: You I bet you got a lot a lot of good food connects and like where you can get them fresh crab leg joints from. Oh yeah um, yeah, like, yeah yeah ooh, yeah. yeah.
0: I've got uh, friends in in Boston that are sh- you know that can oh, ship food. Oh, I've got friends in, in New Orleans that are like you know can you meet I just me in Jackson? Saw you in New <laughs> oh wow. Can you yeah. meet me in Jackson with that? You know yeah. so yeah I'm, I'm I'm I continue to grow that. These are just my friends who are just kind of looking out for me building the business. He, he, uh, direct with consume, uh with uh, you know f- uh, food providers. Mm-hmm. You know this is coming just from friends that are making making sure that I'm I'm tight. Wow!
1: What is your favorite restaurant in Memphis? Houston's. Houston. Why you say Houston?
0: Because it's just consistent. You know, mm-hmm. it, every time I go there, it's going to be the same. You know, you know, uh, customer, I'm big on customer service, so you know that they're going to greet you when you come in. You know that they're going to say, hey, Mr. they call me Mr. Rafer. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Rayfer, uh, uh, we, we got your table ready. Mm-hmm. You know, so you, you, and the food is always good. Uh, they've got one of my favorite meals is uh, the Hawaiian ribeye. Mm-hmm. I, I can create one myself. This My cousin tells me to just stop going there and getting that, but that's still one of my favorite meals mm-hmm. from them. And, uh, I mean, you just it's always going to be good. Mm-hmm. I can always count on that versus inconsistency sometimes from yeah. other establishments.
1: Oh, wow. What about when you travel out of town? Like, I know you often go to New Orleans. What's your favorite place to go out there? Because there's just so much good food yeah. out there.
0: Cajun Seafood in New Orleans. They are just a, uh, I don't even know what you call it. They've got food that's set up almost like a buffet style, but inside, like behind this glass counter, they've got, Crab legs, fried rice, uh, crawfish, oysters, pig feet, turkey necks, mm. corn on the cob, potatoes. Man. Uh, so it's a bit of soul food, Asian fusion, all under one roof.
1: Yeah. And
0: they got the beer and all the alcohol is right on, on, in the bottles <laughs> on the back. So, and it's just, little, they got one location is in the hood, which is my favorite location. And then I can pull by the, by the lake uh, and.
1: On the train. Yeah.
0: Exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, and, and and just and pig out out there. So oh, wow. that's that's one of my favorite spots in New Orleans. Wow.
1: What is your favorite city to to travel to? Vegas for fun. Vegas. Vegas. Why Vegas?
0: Uh, it, it. I've seen New York sleep. I've not seen Vegas sleep. Yeah. So I can pass out and wake back up at any hour and it could I could go to a pool party if it's in the daytime I might end up at the nightclub at night might end up at after hours at after hours concerts nah, uh, shows buffets mm-hmm. dinner food the food I mean you can't can't beat it I mean you can walk into any casino and have your choice of 20 restaurants you know how, what's your, what's your scale you, know, you wow. want you want feeling a burger, you feeling a a buffet, you feeling fine dining, you feeling what are you feeling? So I, I that's really what what keeps me going back. Just entertainment.
1: I know. Yeah. I, speaking of entertainment, I know you like to party. Do you like going to live? Party. in Vegas? Yeah. V- that's in, oh, that's uh, in Miami. Miami. Yeah, What's yeah. in Vegas? Uh,
0: everything else. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I got a mix up. Uh, everything else. Um, but live in Miami is definitely one. Yes. when I am in Miami I, I try to I work at the club on Fridays and Saturdays so I make it a point to fly out on Sunday so I can make it to live
1: that's when it's popping on Sunday oh yeah
0: so I'm, yes. I go there from Sunday through the week
1: wow so
0: I'm not a big weekend you know goer give me my time on the weeks less traffic yeah less hassle But still a good time.
1: Getting it in. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So you mentioned, you know, you work on Fridays and Saturday nights. (laughs) I know. Do y'all know that this man is a bouncer at Paula and Rayford's Disco? I do now. Look, y'all know now. (laughs) I read the article that you posted on your social media, but I already knew that. But can you explain to the verbally effective audience what your role entails as a bouncer? Sure. And your relationship with Paula Rafer sure
0: sure sure um let's start with that um Paula is my it's my cousin you know um Robert Rafer who's the founder of the club is my great uncle um so you know it's our family owned and operated I've got my cousin works the front door um my other cousin works the bar my other cousin works VIP you got me at the front door so uh, and a few other outsiders that are you know like family that are right there with us each and every Friday and Saturday night um so I mean, it, it's it's a it is it's a show. I mean, if you've never been, it's definitely a sight to see. So yeah. I'm the first person you see and and the last person you see. So oh, wow. um, I'm the one that's gonna you know let you in and one that's gonna help you uh, stumble out because <laughs> you're gonna be stumbling.
1: Look, my first time ever going um, and I think it was in a different location back then when I was oh, a Vance, student at the original, uh-huh. original spot, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. I'm like. We got so lit. Yeah, <laughs> but right. we had so much fun. I can just remember dancing all night, a very diverse crowd, mm-hmm. first of all. Yep. And that was different for me. Right. But I enjoyed myself. Um, you know, you feel safe, you know. It was just a great experience yeah. as a as a nightlife establishment. Because yeah. you got a lot of different nights nightlife establishments now, a lot of newcomers on the scene, but you guys Y'all been on the scene for a long time.
0: Never and ever. We uh, pride ourselves on no discrimination. So, I mean, mm-hmm. we welcome people from all walks of life. I mean, we get people. Um, we're rated every year by, you know, like Memphis Magazine and Memphis Most and Best of Memphis for number one dance club, number one wow. nightclub. Uh, so we, we've got all of the accolades, I think, that, uh, you know, just keep people coming back. Mm-hmm. Now, if, if you... Are asking a local, and especially in the downtown area, where you can go and dance, which is why I hear a lot of people say, "I just asked somebody where I can go and dance," <laughs> and they they point me to Rayford's. They told me I got to come here. They told me not to miss it. So I see people from all over the world. You know, I'm yeah. checking passports and IDs. And, where, where are you from? Mm. Uh, and hearing different languages. You know, for people just, you know, I heard about it on the airplane. I heard about it. Whoa. Uh, I mean, I mean, it, it travels so. I mean, far and wide. I mean, we've had uh, articles in the New York Times. So you know, I mean, it's, it's reached. Far and wide, and it continues to to have that same energy. We've been in the location that we are now. We just celebrated our ten year anniversary uh, at Paula and Rayford's Disco. Wow. So since she's been on it,
1: that is awesome. How is Paula doing?
0: I'm living the dream.
1: Yes, <laughs> you've been doing that for a long time. Living yes. the dream. You know what? You guys should like do a reality show. That would be cute. Yeah. What you
0: think? <laughs> you I, I let Paula <laughs> Rayford do that.
1: Paula, do it, girl. Do it, Dude. do it, do
0: it. Yeah, she, she's the character. I'll let her have that.
1: You know. Wow. So tell again. me a good story from Paula Rafer's a
0: disco. Good story from a Paula Rafer's. good,
1: You know, because y'all get people from all over the world. I mean, <laughs> has like, you know, somebody dipped through there that you never would have thought would have slid through there? Yeah, or, yeah. you know.
0: No, but we, we get the occasional... Uh, <laughs> celebrity to, to jump in on us and we, you know it's oftentimes we're, we're sitting up you know if you you've seen them at first and you may not even realize who they are mm-hmm. or they may roll up with an entourage uh most recently Estelle came wow. so she was here for she uh, was here she was here she was here she performed at uh the concert with the roots and with, okay uh she was at that concert and she walked in, so me and Paula were at the concert,
1: oh, and
0: we got y'all a call. Was her? like, "No, no, she was there." When we got there. Went, okay. it's like we think Estelle just walked in. You look like a yeah, right. We're like, "Oh, well, we're on the way back," and she, <laughs> uh, and we're, we're cash only, so she didn't have any cash. She had to go to the ATM. What? <laughs> you made up you made. Her I wasn't there. The, I okay. wasn't there. So they just, need cash. You need cash. You need cash to Cash only. So I mean, we, we do get people again. They they hear about it and they they want to come dance too, and they just want to hang out and when you're in there because there's so many people and and from so many walks of life like nobody is paying attention to just one person so you can just
1: let your hair down right in there
0: so you just never know who who you might catch inside
1: it's like do you have a resident dj or do do you all switch up yeah no it his name is uh
0: terry he's uh terry. terry he is a dj after my uncle passed uh, he kind of stepped into that role so he's okay. been around the family forever he's I guess we would say interned with him, so he's kind of been yeah. over his shoulder for years and years. I had I had that position at one time where you know, hey, clean this CD off for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he he really took it and and kept kept going, and, and so he's now the resident DJ. Yeah,
1: because I would imagine you know the DJ got to be on point on all spectrums of music. Yes, you know, well, primarily
0: is disco. You know, yeah. so I mean, we we're still spinning. Yeah, you know. 60s 70s 80s you know it's it's, every once in a while we're fusion in something new Mm -hmm. um but for the most part they come there to hear disco like you can't you can't go to uh some of the other clubs in memphis and hear the same thing that we play so that's what makes us unique um and what i think keeps people coming back
1: speaking of go-go music did you see the big protests kind of coined Don't Mute, D.C., where there was a Metro PCS store in Shaw that's known for playing go-go music outside. And the shop says it had to turn off the music following a noise complaint. The gentrifiers, you know, that have moved Uh, in. And I know you know all about that living in Midtown, right? Right, right, right. So the gentrifiers was like, we don't want that music playing while we walk our dog, blase, blase. Mm -hmm. So... I was just looking on Twitter. the The protest was off the chain wow. for people. Just you know, standing up. Hey, we're not gonna stop that just because you don't like it. Right. So I mean, with you living in Midtown, has gentrification hit you up?
0: Uh, gentrification. I've only been in, in Midtown for a little over a year. I came from downtown, so you know, I saw all of, all of that changing, and I yeah. see it, you know, change on the on the day to day. But uh, nothing that has. Uh, you know, outside of you know, building newer properties, you know, on on top of ne- right next to you know these old classic Victorian homes, yeah. uh, you know, uh, that are like say for up and down Peabody, for example, then they come in and put a new home right there, It just kind of stands out like a sore thumb. But yeah. um, you know, there's, there's a space for it. So
1: because yeah. it's like it's pros and cons sure. to it, of sure. course. Sure,
0: yeah. and, you know, if that's what you what you like, like some people like that classic charm that Midtown's Midtown offers. For me, I, I I like more contemporary style. So my place is more up to date than you would typically find in, in a lot of those midtown homes. So mm-hmm. it, it just depends on your flavor.
1: Wow. You know what? I am really enjoying this pod, Hollywood. How did you get your <laughs> name Hollywood? Is it just a family tradition? You know, I
0: I, I I thought it was, but it, it started like I'd say in middle school. I had uh one of my partners, he just Used to call me Hollywood, and uh, it it never stopped. And then once, I mean, were was, you
1: flashy like Hollywood? Is that why he yeah. said that? <laughs> Probably so. You know, maybe so, maybe a little bit. Uh,
0: but a little uh, bit, little bit. Uh, but I mean, once I, you know, created that name like on on Facebook. You know, I had Facebook way like when you know you had to have a college email address mm-hmm. uh, to to log on. You know, so it never changed. Uh, from Corey Hollywood so it just kind of kept growing from that so mm-hmm. anytime I've added people that's what they've always known me as so whenever they hear Coleman they're like who the hell is that
1: yo <laughs> by, uh, I said I last name Coleman. <laughs> oh, did. Cause I did not know <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay me. well um I know you have like a, a pretty good set of core friends don't you oh yes that you hang out with you know you're ready to cook you know who to invite yeah. over so I saw you guys hanging out at Bill Street Music Festival, oh, yes. getting
0: down with Cardi B. Cardi,
1: how was Bill Street Music
0: Fest? Oh, look, that's something. That's an event we won't miss. Like, so you, you know, go every year? Oh, yes, yes, that's an annual trip. The whole month of May. So my birthday's in May, so it just helps me. When
1: is your birthday? May thirty
0: first. It's the last okay. day. So and I, I kicked off with a little set at my house on the first, and we just kind of keep that energy going the whole month. My cousin's birthday's in May, and um, you know, we just we kick it all month long. So those activities, you know, Memphis in May just kind of help us celebrate mm-hmm. so uh but i mean this the music festival off the chain this year i mean the crowd was just through the roof the
1: rain didn't stop shoot. oh the
0: rain didn't stop no show i mean the show must go on i mean they we were looking forward to it I mean, we, we call the memphis in mud so like yeah. I, i'm stumping down there in my, in my rain boots you know yeah. like on some timberlands like all 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 month long. You, you know, already
1: know what to do. I know. What to, I know. How and to prepare that's crazy myself. how it rains every year.
0: I said to myself that everything in Memphis, all these activities, just should shift back one month, and we probably be in better shape. But they yeah, yeah, ain't gonna change, it. Right? Man. It's a tradition now, so it's Memphis in June. Just wind Memphis in June. So we'll we'll keep it the same. Memphis in mud.
1: So what were some of your favorite performances?
0: Um... Now, I was really looking forward to uh, Garrett Clark, Jr, but he and Cardi were on at the same time. Oh, I did different see him stages. recently at uh-huh. I did see him at Minglewood and he put on a hell of a show there. so I was really looking forward to seeing him, but I just didn't want to fight that traffic. but mm-hmm. Cardi she put it down. I actually only went uh, Sunday because you know, usually on Fridays and Saturdays that whole month of May, like we're so busy at the club. Like I'm not trying to do too much mm-hmm. Fridays and Saturdays, so I only got to catch it on Sunday, but it was a good time.
1: Cardi
0: cut up. Cardi cut up. She came out. She did her thing.
1: You know what? I saw her. I was looking at her social media. She was on her jet headed to Memphis. They was like, you yeah. know, uh, dying her wig and everything. Yeah. She was like, I'm on my way. I was yeah. like, wait a minute. You no,
0: know, I saw her previously at uh, the Lander Center when she came oh, wow. here and she was, what, two hours or hours or so late. And that's uh, when
1: she really first started popping. Yeah, that's
0: when she was. With went. Offset. Yep. Because exactly. Amigos were yep, here. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, this show. Trash, you know, it trash it was trash then it was trash you know so that was I, early Cardi. it was early Cardi, early so late <laughs> right so now she, she's really developed herself you know i'm, I'm i love concerts and i mm-hmm. love to be entertained so if you can get on stage and you can entertain i don't care if it's country rock and roll uh mm-hmm. rap you know whatever you know if you can put on a show for me and and captivate my attention mm-hmm. then i'm all for it and uh she she's definitely improved herself so, so. you've
1: seen her grown as an yeah, artist i've, I've watched awesome. her. i've watched her Yes, you know when she left Memphis. Next day, she was what at the at, Met. At the Met Gala. Oh at yeah. The Met. At the Met. Do you do you you know get into the Met?
0: I catch what's on social fashions. media. You know, look, <laughs> I was too.
1: I was too. Are on e yeah. trying to see what. Everybody got on. Yeah,
0: I, I'll jump in, like, on social media the next day or so and just mm-hmm. look at the top, see what everybody was wearing. Because it's pretty, like, I, I like the stuff that's comical, that, you know, that stands mm-hmm. out. So, you know, who, like, uh, I think Katy Perry was the one with, yes. with the hamburger. That was that was a trippy. So I, I like the yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So just to, because I, I like fashion and design. So to see the creativity of some of the fashion designers, like Jeremy Scott, he's just off the chain anyway. Yeah. So to see some of, some of their work is always intriguing to me.
1: You know what, um... I think this year's thing, was it Kemp? camp. 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 What does that mean? Uh, like Trevor
0: Noah, he was trying to explain it and I was watching watching his show and I still didn't didn't
1: quite producer, grasp do you know it. So, what camp means? Help. It's <laughs> like a mix of very high fashion and kind of everyday. But it's uh, all kind of like your own personal style but over the top. Over so the it really top. Like uh, drag queen, okay, I can I see some of that. I, I still don't now get the name <laughs> You know what? Um, they were talking about Kim Kardashian. Uh, did you notice like how her her waist looked at like nothing in yeah. that dress, and she was dripping wet, right? Yeah. But um, I saw Wendy Williams talking about it. She was uh. like. Everybody thought that she got a rib taken out Uh to get that look, but no. She had like a real tight corset under Uh what she had. And everybody was roasting Kanye, talking about he had his dicky outfit on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Kanye, he
0: he he wasn't feeling it. He he gives that he gives that to Kim, uh, I think every every year for the Met. Like he he's usually not. Yeah, like he wants the spotlight on her. Yeah, he don't yeah, yeah. care. I, he I, mean I mugging everybody, that. Right, too. right. I, I I I'm okay with that. He can get a pass. I mean, f- lately he's not doing much out there, no way. So just
1: Sunday service.
0: Yeah, a couple a of lie. sheets. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I don't know. Not, not not with with Kanye right now. You not? No. You used to be. Right. Yeah, I mean I still I still fuck with his music, but I mean just him, his mental space right now. I'm i st- I'm still needing some uh clarity on what he's got going on there and his fashion. You know, I used to be with him on his fashion. He was he You had fresh, some Yeezy products? No, no, it's too seasonal for me. And yeah. I like classic, yeah. you know, good pieces, but uh no, but I, I like to look at it.
1: Well, you know it's mental health awareness money. I it hope is. he's it seeking uh, the help that he needs.
0: Yeah, I hope so.
1: Because wifey is doing her thing. You know, she is slated to become a lawyer, I believe. I saw she's that. working on that. Quite naturally, her dad, you mm-hmm. know, right. was a well, you know, notable lawyer. But um I heard today, although, you know, she's getting she's into her prison reform mission. So um she quite she has quietly been getting other people released not really making a big buzz like she right. usually do. But today I saw a story and it was saying that she's about to do a new show on E. Of course. About her, you know, project with prison reform.
0: Yeah, I don't blame her. I mean, I Get that it, money. Girl. Get the get the money. I mean, that, that's where she got where she became famous and how she made herself. So, I mean, everything that she does should just be documented because yeah. people are loving it. I'm, yeah. I don't tune in, but, I mean, she's obviously got a big enough audience that that keeps her out there and worldwide. doing what she's doing worldwide. So, I mean, yes. why not take and advantage of that market? And I think
1: that's that good market. what she's doing, oh, yeah. prison reform, because that's such a hot topic right now. Um, you know, you got a lot of people, players in the industry, that are dibbling and dabbling in trying to reform this, atrocious prison industry that Mm -hmm. we got going on right now right now so we talked a little bit about legalization of weed you got all these people locked up but the same thing you guys are making lawful now right so it's just a crazy world
0: i don't know how it's gonna work out i
1: don't either it just seems so gray area i think
0: between the the tax and and the people that are in prison for you know uh, marijuana charges it just makes it Harder for some of the states to either make it legal or you know just how how they would handle that it's going to be a whole spectacle so they're just I think that's why they are kind of slow rolling it into some of these states
1: especially down south
0: oh we we never gonna we the
1: slowest you don't think Tennessee will ever get it Arkansas Arkansas approved
0: Tennessee is still a little different. And Mississippi, and Mississippi, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you can count on us not to do the right thing. Wow,
1: wow. <laughs> I wonder, like, you know, when LA like legalized marijuana, what happens to all the big dope boys? I don't know. This is knock them out the box, huh? Yeah,
0: this well, is I so got big? Got to. <laughs> right, I'll be curious. going to do some research on that to figure out what happened. What a dope I'm sure,
1: boys! Let's do a um, <laughs> documentary on the old dope boys
0: a podcast on the. Jeremy, that's, that'd that's that's be road. a
1: great doc. That'd be a great doc. I think. Now, you know what? I know you're a big Jay-Z fan. You got your title oh. membership. Oh, yeah. I got We're going to do man. a little Jay-Z trivia. Okay, okay,
0: okay. True
1: or false, okay? Okay. okay.
0: Come on, I'm Corey. Let
1: me see. Come on, Hollywood. Let all me right, see how right. well you know Jay-Z. Okay. True or false? Sean Corey Carter was born December 4th, 1979. False. False. Correct. He was born 1969. Okay. 69. 69. You got that one right. Uh-huh. You got that one right. Let's see how big of a fan. Known as Jazzy around the neighborhood, Sean Carter later adopted the showbiz stage name Jay-Z in homage to his mentor, Jazz O. True or false? True. True. You got that right. Jay-Z, Damon Dash, and Kareem Biggs created Rockefeller label in 1995. True. You got that right. True. Jay-Z released his 1997 debut album, Reasonable Doubt. True or false? True. False. It was in 1996. Ah. Ah! Okay, Jay-Z's sixth studio album, The Blueprint. Jay-Z's sixth studio album is The Blueprint. True or false? True. Correct. Jay-Z and Beyonce married quietly in April of 2007. True or false?
0: You no, know, this might be all speculation. We don't know much about them, but we'll go. We'll say true,
1: false, false. It See? was two thousand eight, April of two thousand eight. But you're right. Do. We don't know what you they You're right. They were very quiet about yeah. you know their relationship. Yeah. Uh, Jay Z's title launched in March of two
0: thousand five. False. False. Two thousand and five launched the launch. Well, that's tricky because he didn't take ownership of it in two thousand and five.
1: Okay, I'm gonna give it to you. 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 Because I know you you a title member. How are you enjoying your title membership? Listen,
0: I just won tickets to go see Gotti what? in Nashville. I got through that title? email through title.
1: How did you win? Cause you it's a
0: fourth chance to win. Put wow. your name out there and they'll say come to the show. Wow. So I went to, I won tickets to shows in New York. I mean, I was trying to catch a plane like they it was do like a big yeah. title. Oh, they always give out tickets to that concert, so and I'm a concert goer so if I think I can make it I'm going to throw my name out there and if I can make it, I'm going to make it. So I'm, wow. I'm going to make it to Nashville to see Gotti next week. There's
1: some perks to being titled with oh, the yes. exclusivity.
0: Yes, yes, yes. That's, so. what, that's what keeps my membership going. Wow.
1: wow. Well, Corey Hollywood Coleman, thank you so much for coming to the hey, podcast. Thank you for having me.
0: It's been a pleasure.
1: I really enjoyed you. Um, I know you got an upcoming event. Tell us about your upcoming event you got going on with yeah, the Kitchen yeah, Guru.
0: Yeah, so we are uh, one of the feature uh food providers for the upcoming event, uh, Tour de Toast, which will happen on uh, June 8th, uh, 2019, on the front lawn of the Pink pink Palace. so there'll be three uh, food vendors that'll be set up and you'll have your choice to food, uh, choose from, you know, which uh, provider you want. But we will definitely be there with some of our uh, signature dishes. So hopefully hey. everybody comes in and stop by and say what's up. Tell me you heard me on the podcast. Okay. Tell me, you, know, you know, you might get a yes. discount. Yes, I'll be there too. <laughs> well, stop by and see me. It'll be a good time for sure.
1: Okay, and how can everybody get in touch with you and see all your wonderful dishes?
0: Sure, you can follow me on Instagram at KitchenGuruCatering, or if you can submit inquiries through uh, KitchenGuruCatering.com.
1: Awesome, thank you so much for stopping by the pod, Hollywood, I really enjoyed you.
0: Thank you, thank you.
1: You're welcome, episode 68 in the book.